Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Did you know that Black and White Sports is the largest independently owned conservative sports brand in the world? We have over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 39 million views. Our episodes get more views than most ESPN programming every single day. And now we have exploded on podcast. We brought our episodes to podcast for you to enjoy at work, school, in the car, on the beach, wherever you choose to consume our audio. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. Subscribe now. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup, add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee, mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, monk fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you at now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Sports. We have been covering 
the controversy around transgender Alana McLaughlin, a former ex-Army Special Forces Ranger who decided he would, didn't want to hack it against male-on-male competition in the MMA. So he went out about three weeks ago and he put a woman in a rear naked choke in an MMA ring. Put her down. Look, she was whipping his ass for about a round and a half. And he's used that as an excuse, but as we talked about on this channel, pure physicality, strength, and size ended up overpowering Selena Provost, I believe is her name, and he ultimately, he ultimately won the bout. Well, isn't it odd how corporate America, woke media, etc., etc., doesn't want to stand up for females when it comes to to these sports. We've got some states that are now taking some steps to keep this crap out of their states. They don't want to do it. You've got UFC fighters, Sean O'Malley, Brandon Schaub, uh, Michael Bisbin, Sean, Sean Strickland, Jake Shields. Look, former and current UFC stars that have come out in opposition of this and saying, look, we don't need... It's dangerous. It's dangerous to have a guy like this, ex-Special Forces, decide he's going to transition after spending how many years as a male? 30? Plus? 30 plus? Get into a, uh, an octagon or a ring with a woman and beat the crap out of them. Okay? Let's just peel back the curtain. It is what it is. You're 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 legally beating the crap out of women. All right? P- possibly, next to some kind of sex crime, the most repulsive possible thing you can come up with is beating on a woman. Now, where I come from here in Texas, we call that being a coward. I would call you something else, but YouTube will demonetize this video. P-word is what we go with there. Uh, So, anyway, there's been a good article written, and it talks about the corporate media and the fact that they don't want to step up and back females when, look, supposedly all we're supposed to do is celebrate women. But now, we don't want to celebrate women here. We want to take the transgender route and back the male beating on a female. Let's just be real. Most people support women-only sports. Why won't corporate media admit it? It's a banner year for male athletes. This is a Federalist. Male athletes for making waves in women's sports. Corporate media have shamelessly held these men edging out women as a great achievement in human rights, in contradiction to public opinion wherever it's been fairly measured. Most recently, a man, Alana McLaughlin, a U.S. Army Special Forces veteran, beat female fighter Celine Provost in a ring in MMA competition. Leading critics, co-founders of Save Women's Sports Australasia, Kath Deves, to lament that women's sports shouldn't be a, quote, dumping ground for men. She just keeps it real here. Quote, a dumping ground for men who can't hack it in male competition. That's right. Okay, you can't get into the octagon with somebody like Sean Strickland, who we're fixing to bring up. You're going to get your ass whipped, and you know it. UFC fighter Sean Strickland bluntly called McLaughlin a man and a coward. He was followed by... Fellow UFC fighter Sean O'Malley, who said he could tell McLaughlin was a dude 
and didn't think it was okay for someone with that many years of testosterone in his system to be fighting against women. Dana White has come out and said this will not make it to the MM, uh, to the UFC. He's not going to have it. Champion MMA fighter Jake Shields pointed out in a recent interview that Provost is a competent martial artist with around a decade of experience. And while McLaughlin had only trained for six months and had terrible form, McLaughlin beat Provost anyway, and social media was splashed with pictures of him choking out his opponent from behind, her blood splattered in front of her. Having such a spectacle touted as progress and a great leap forward in women's rights, no less, might be enough to turn almost anyone towards a prickly ranchvillism. Shields noted it was strange that MMA media was either silent on the subject or supported McLaughlin, even though many fans and athletes were critical of McLaughlin's win. Yet, what's odd about the situation is, isn't the opinion of MMA fans, but of MMA journalists. Our national poll in June tracked with national polling done in 2020, finding a significant majority of Americans' public oppose letting men compete in women's sports. Most voters want to protect the women. We went back this July and polled minority voters in three states, Georgia, North Carolina, and Virginia, on policies like allowing men into women's prisons, spas, shelters, and sports teams. In each of the categories, more than half of the respondents disapproved, with around 67% opposing male athletes in female-only sports. How in the world can such a large percentage actually support this crap? My God. Metro News, West Virginia poll. Hey, if you got a daughter, do you look forward to letting her go out and compete against males? I'm just wondering. A Metro News, West Virginia poll published this month got similar results, finding that 65% of registered voters said sports eligibility should be based on sex. The perspective isn't reflective in the corporate press and its glowing treatment of transgender athletes. However, transgender activists who want to end women's sports, intimidate the media into only telling one side of the story. Media cobble doesn't need convincing, despite the fact that they're the ones lobbying for on-demand sterilization of children. Some activists in the media even malign uh, people who want to keep men out of women's sports. Given recent national and state polls that have shown strong opposition among voters, Two policies like cramping women out of their own sports. Does corporate media really think a majority of the public are hatefully advocating this? And then there are other any and there are other issue on which media is consistently afraid to air viewpoints that probably are shared by two thirds of their potential audience. The media reaction was about the same after White Spa incident this summer where most of the U.S. media denied or ignored a story of a man exposing himself to women and girls at an L.A. day spa. You might think a story about a seriously potential criminal offense would have been more objective, had more thoughtful coverage than the story about sports, yet only one media outlet suggested the story was a hoax, while others parroted the narrative that the complaints were transphobic harassment right up until police charges were filed against the offender for the incident. 
lopsided media coverage around the globe. The media gaslighting isn't just happening in the U.S. An April poll of Scottish attitudes showed a majority of disapproval of allowing men and women's sports. The first ever independent poll of its kind in Ireland this summer revealed only 17% agreed with the country's policy of allowing legally to change their status as soon as they're self-identifying or believe they are a member of the opposite sex. A new 2021 poll of Canadians on just the sports question found that respondents believing letting men compete against women's sports was unfair by a margin of 4 to 1. Yet media outlets in all three places have shown extreme reluctance to reflect anything like ordinary people of public opinion on these topics instead of seeming to fear the anger of a small majority of loud detractors. We see that everywhere right now. Okay, it's all about the Twitter mob. Everybody's scared of it. The media's scared of it. They don't want to be canceled. And, um, you know, we're seeing in in the celebration and allowing of things like this. Maybe journalists appear afraid that the Twitter mob, here we go, will get them fired or that some of their far-left colleagues will organize against them at the office. We have seen that in some cases at some of these newspapers where they find out that somebody they're working with might have conservative viewpoints and they run them out of the business. But how many polls do journalists and their editors have to see before they stop letting Internet comments and fashionably unpopular activists run their newsrooms We won't hold our breath. Yeah, we won't because it's not going to happen. Okay, they're worried about what? 4% of the population? Maybe. Maybe that will be outraged and everybody on Twitter, which by the way, how many normal everyday people do you know are on Twitter just because? I mean, really, it's a valid question. You know, we're on there for promotion of our brand, Black and White Network, Black and White Sports. But even at that, okay, outside of that, on a personal level, I am never on that. Never on it at all. But all these decisions, media, Hollywood, corporate, everything's being made around really and truly that one biggest uh, social media entity. Uh, And they're saying right here, the majority of Americans don't approve of Alana McLaughlin. They don't approve of Laurel Hubbard. They don't approve of, I believe it's C.C. Telfer, the track and field. The, the dude was 400th in the country as a male and then shot to the top when he transitioned over to compete against women. Okay, this is a competitive issue. And in MMA, it's a danger issue. Okay, you, you are putting these women in harm's way if you let them I'm shocked that anybody's willing to do it. But, for example, that MMA organization that let Alana compete against that female, it drew attention to the organization. So some of them, unless they're a built brand like UFC, they're going to do it. They're going to let this happen. And at least some states are fighting against it. Why the hell Florida, Ron DeSantis, why the hell Texas, Greg Abbott aren't on the list Okay, uh, I, I, I'm trying to make Ron DeSantis aware of that fight having taken place down there in Florida. We need to shut that shit down. I mean, shut it down before somebody gets hurt 
Piers Morgan came out. I did a video on it. He's worried about somebody being permanently injured if you get my drift. I mean, out of there. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Yeah, I mean, this can't keep happening. Somebody's going to get really hurt fighting MMA. We're going to eventually see it in boxing, and I'm sure we're going to see it in wrestling. Good God. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, it has been well documented that LeBron James wants to be known as the greatest basketball player of all time. Now, you and I know that Michael Jordan is the true GOAT and LeBron James is not in the class of Michael Jordan. He is just not. And Michael Jordan is the GOAT and he actually may be the GOAT of GOATs across all sports. I believe that most people actually agree with that. But however, guys, Carmelo Anthony Longtime friend of LeBron James, banana boat buddy. He's actually going to be playing with LeBron now on the Lakers. And he was actually on a podcast and was asked to name his starting five. Actually, his top 12 players of all time. After he got out of the uh, the starting five, he was actually asked to fill in the rest of the gap right there. But however, guys, what was interesting about this is that Carmelo Anthony left LeBron James off of his starting lineup. Yes, LaChina James did not make the starting lineup. Now, also, Michael Jordan did not make a team. And you may be thinking that is absolute blasphemy. But his reasoning why Michael Jordan wasn't on the team is he said that Michael Jordan is above the game. He is in a class by himself. Essentially, Michael Jordan is a starting five all in all in himself because he is the goat and LeBron James is not the goat. Let's go ahead. Let's dive into this, guys. Carmelo leaves LeBron James out of his all time starting five. Despite their longtime friendship and the fact that they're now teammates, Carmelo Anthony left LeBron James out of his starting lineup. Check out who made the cut. Now, you're going to be wondering who actually made the cut at small forward because the top five is based on position. And it's pretty interesting what Carmelo did with the small forward position. You guys actually may get a kick out of this, but the rest of these, um, his top 12 wasn't really by position. Okay. And there is a clip here of Carmelo making his pits. I highly recommend that you guys actually, uh, check it out. Because it's around the 18 minute mark of this like hour long podcast called Million Dollars Worth of Game, episode 131. So let's see who made the cut here for Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo chooses Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, himself, Kevin Garnett, and Akeem Olajuwon for the starting five. Now, if you actually listen to the clip here, in all honesty, he didn't really feel, I guess he really wasn't prepared also 
to be asked that question because they asked him about it on the spot. So he was kind of thinking about these players at each position, except for Akeem. When they asked him to start in center, he said Akeem, and he didn't even have to think about it. He said he had the coldest footwork the game has ever seen, and I completely agree with that. Now, the rest of the team, well, not really the team, the rest of the top 12, LeBron James, Shaquille O'Neal, Allen Iverson, Julius the Dr. Irving, Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, and Kevin Garnett. Now, you can see here he's clearly more of a modern um, NBA fan, I guess you can say. I know even though he's still a player here, uh, the oldest player that he got on here really was Julius Irving, you know, Dr. J. And Dr. J, I grew up Dr. J. Dr. J was before Michael Jordan when I was a kid. I remember the uh, Jordan Jammer. I don't know if some of you guys are old enough to remember that. I have one. But before that, that was the Dr. J Jammer. I had that as well. Julius Irving was my favorite player when I was really, really young, you know, like six, seven years old. And then Michael and a King came along in 1984 and they were cold, too. But. Pretty much all of his players are more modern day players. So no Bill Russell's, no uh, Bob Cousy's or not not even um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Now, Kareem played all the way to 1989. Even he didn't make the cut. But what's funny about this is LeBron James doesn't make the starting five because Carmelo put himself at the four spot. Now, this is hilarious, but I do like this move by him because... If you don't believe in in yourself, who else is going to believe in you? Now, would I personally put Carmelo Anthony in a top 12 or starting five of all time? Absolutely not. He was not that kind of player. Carmelo, good player, but you're never going to win with him. And I don't believe the Lakers are going to win with him now, mainly because not really because of him. It's just that the Lakers roster is super duper old. This has to be the oldest roster in NBA history. Still, overall, a pretty solid team, but man, him, I believe him leaving Michael Jordan off the team saying that he was actually above the game. That just takes a massive shot at his best bud, LeBron James, LaFraud James, LaChina James, LaWote James. He's not to go. Even LeBron's closest confidants don't believe he is the greatest player of all time. It's not going to happen. Definitely not going to happen here whatsoever. Now, if Melo said um, Larry Bird, you know, that would have been cool, too, you know. But I'm not going to hate on the man for putting himself on there. I mean, he played in the NBA. I believe other players would actually do this, too. I believe if Carmelo was a two guard, he, he would start himself at the two guard and have Michael Jordan, you know, coming off the bench or something like that. But what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of Carmelo Anthony leaving his buddy, LaChina James? Off of the starting five. Yeah, he's in the top 12, but he didn't even make the starting lineup. Folks, this was hilarious right here. Carmelo put himself in there. That's okay. He believes in himself. He believes he's that great. He's not, but at least he has the confidence, you know, to actually come out and say, hey, I belong in the starting five of all time. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. 
be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rojance for our Black and White Sports. A couple of weeks ago, Bill Maher came out. He made some comments about the fact that the NFL is doing the Black National Anthem along with the National Anthem. He slammed it, and he said, Look, you're pushing, pushing an agenda that is trying to get us back to segregation. He also uh, put out there a lot of really good examples, particularly last night, of uh, things going on in this country. Like at one of the universities of Michigan up there, I think it's maybe in Dearborn, they're pushing a whites-only cafe. In another place, they're pushing a minorities-only gym. Okay, Uh, we're taking steps backwards 70 years right now. And the NFL has been on board with that. Roger Goodell is pushing that agenda. He's part of the problem. The NFL is part of the problem. And, uh, of course, Bill Maher's taken a lot of fallout from that. Now, Bill Maher has come out and said a lot of common sense things. Bill Maher is a classic liberal. A classic liberal. Okay? A lot of people believe Bill Maher is getting red-peeled. I don't believe that. Okay? I just don't think... I don't think I can ever see Bill Maher voting for a Trump or a DeSantis or a Ted Cruz. I just don't think he's ever going to be able to do it. But I've always said he's what a regular Democrat used to be. Somebody that was a little bit more in the middle and then differed on three or four issues off to the side that caused you to vote in one direction or the other. Well, he took a lot of fallout. Whoopi Goldberg and The View... We all know they're lunatics, leftist lunatics. It's a toss-up between Whoopi and Joey Behar as to who is a bigger nutbag. Totally crazy. Well, she come out, she slammed Bill Maher, and she used the term, and this is one of the most dangerous terms in the history of the world, re-education. When you start saying words like re-education, that is a dangerous term. It is a scary term. It's a Look, it's a Chinese Communist Party term is what it is. Let's just keep it real. Well, last night, Bill Maher came back, and he absolutely destroyed Whoopi Goldberg, and he gave her quite the education on his show over the NFL and the Black National Anthem and what that is doing to the country. He gave her a nice little history lesson, and we're going to go over that. This is trending Every Look, I wake up every Saturday morning. Every Saturday morning, Bill Maher is being canceled by the left. Every Saturday morning now. You go on Twitter, people are trying to cancel Bill Maher all over the place. The woke are coming after Bill Maher. And I'll give Bill Maher credit. He's not backing down. He's not. Bill Maher schools Whoopi Goldberg on Black National Anthem. Separate but equal is out of step. Real-time, Bill Maher doubled down on his opposition to the Black National Anthem and offered a scathing response to The View co-host, Whoopi Goldberg, who criticized his argument. Earlier this month, Maher slammed the NFL for its inclusion of Lift Every Voice and Sing, suggesting while he's open to a new anthem for the U.S., 
playing the Black National Anthem along with the Star Spangled Banner at each football game is segregation under a different name. Days later, Goldberg took exception to Mars complaining during the discussion about his remarks. Quote, I think because we have gone backwards a good 10 or 15 years, we're going to have to re-educate people, Goldberg said. Yikes. One Friday night, Marr returned to the subject, insisting to his viewers that his opinion, quote, we shouldn't have two anthems, is the, quote, correct opinion. The program The View last week devoted a lot of time to this while somehow avoiding what I actually said, Marr said. It seemed to be a lot about a need to school me about the black national anthem itself. Whoopi Goldberg said, quote, we're going to have to re-educate people because nothing ever goes wrong when you start talking about re-education. Just ask Chairman Meow. Maybe we can set up some sort of camps. That's right. China, anybody. Re-education camps, anybody. Uyghurs, anybody. Calling himself, quote, an old school liberal, the HBO star defended the, quote, crazy idea that segregating by race is bad. And while reiterating that the U.S. should get rid of the Star Spangled Banner, he firmly argued that has to be just one anthem. After all, it is the national anthem. I don't agree with Mar on that. Symbols of unity matter. And purposely fragmenting things by race reinforces a terrible message that we are two nations hopelessly drifting apart from each other. That's not where we were 10 years ago, and it's not where we should be now, Marr told his audience, which they responded with applause. Marr then played a clip of then-candidate Barack Obama. There's not a black America or white America. There is a United States of America, adding, where we should be now is here. If we have two anthems, why not three or five? Why not a women's anthem? A Latino anthem, a gay, trans, indigenous people, an Asian Pacific Islander anthem. Because, quote, I'm not dealing with you, I'm not speaking to you, is not the way you run a country. And most people of all backgrounds understand that already. I don't even want to try to do it that way. Quote, I'm not out of step. Believing in separate but equal, that's out of step by 67 years. It was 67 years ago in 1954 when the Supreme Court handed down their landmark Brown versus Board of Education ruling, which said separate but equal isn't what we do here. We decided we're going to make this work together. Mars cited a survey of 173 colleges that found that 42% of them offered segregated residencies and 72% offered segregated graduation ceremonies he says well congratulations liberal parents you just paid a hundred grand for your kid to move to biloxi mississippi in 1948 mar said i mean we're a nation that professes diversity as a strength but now half the kids dorm rooms are determined by racial purity you see what i mean about becoming so woke you can come back out of the racist side. <laughs> you go so racist, you go so woke, you become racist at the end of the day. Be- quote, because what's next? 
what follows separate dorms, anthems, ceremonies, cafes, gyms, separate neighborhoods. That was redlining. They wouldn't let black people live in a town where I grew up. Then they do. That is the word is progress. It's where the term progressive comes from. Most Americans, including nearly 80% of African Americans, want to live in racially diverse neighborhoods. Quote, the black silent majority seems to be behind the idea that you can't have a melting pot with two pots. Yes, America was born from the original sin of slavery and redress for is still in order, but not at the cost of destroying a country that most black people now have found a decent life in with relatively higher living of standards and don't want to lose. And balkanizing our nation will certainly cause us to lose it. We need to stop regarding this new woke segregation as if it's some sort of cultural advancement. It's not. Countries do disintegrate into madness when they indulge their separatist tendencies. And he goes on to give all kinds of examples like the Catholics and the Protestants in Ireland, the Sunnis and the Shiites in Iraq, Hindus and Muslims in Kashmir, everyone in Afghanistan and that one Jew. We need to unite as one nation who come together and sing one anthem always out of key. And look, I, like I said, I don't agree with everything Mars got to say. I certainly don't think we need a new anthem. But a lot of what he says here is absolutely true. It's a fact. The NFL is part of the problem. Whoopi Goldberg is part of the problem. Okay? You're, you're preaching a radical agenda, and the NFL is involved. Bill Maher come out and echoed a lot of common sense things last night. And he absolutely destroyed Whoopi Goldberg's argument. I'd love to understand or see how she's going to argue with what he just had to say. It's, it's ridiculous. The woke and cancel culture are driving Bill Maher as crazy as most of us. Uh, and he has not been afraid to address it on his show. I have to give him some credit for that. I've been watching Bill Maher for 25 years. Politically incorrect. He's been around a long time. He's a liberal. He is. At times, he can be a little loony himself, but generally speaking, he's a classic classic liberal, they call it. And uh, he's certainly not going to be in the AOC's Rashida Tlaib's and Ahan Omar category of the party. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Bill Maher disintegrated Whoopi Goldberg last night. I, I did watch the show, and if you get a chance, the clip is on YouTube. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. In an age where the sports world has been taken over by complete lunatics, anti-American sentiment, pro-Chinese love, and, of course, social justice causes, 
that are built on literal lies, we have experienced one of the biggest craters in the history of sports across all leagues, NBA, NFL, MLB. We literally had a sports league move their all-star game over going woke. Well, we've sat back. We've watched all these players, NBA, NFL, MLB, etc., kneel for the national anthem and be, look, unpatriotic in all intents and purposes. They don't really show that they love this country much. Now, the one sport that has stayed sort of away from that has been golf. Okay, and um, because of that, a lot of people have went to golf. Golf's ratings are good. Well, today, the Ryder Cup started, and we got to see an unbelievable display of patriotism. From where? Pro-America, pro-USA golf fans at the Ryder Cup. It was pretty unbelievable. I will show it to you. Golf fans spontaneously belt out the national anthem. USA chants at Ryder Cup. Golf fans at the Ryder Cup spontaneously broke out into singing the national anthem in a scene described as Americans being loud and proud. USA fans make sure the national anthem was loud and proud before the first tee shots. In the Ryder Cup in Wisconsin is underway. Local Wisconsin reporter Hannah Hillyard tweeted Friday, accompanied by a video of the scene. And guys, it is unbelievable. The spontaneous singing came just ahead of the first tee shot of the 2021 Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits on Friday in Wisconsin. The video shows hundreds of golf fans belting out the national anthem. Whistling Straits was supposed to hold the biennial event, uh, between America and European golfers last year, but it was put on hold because of the pandemic. Fans of golf responded to the event with other instances of jubilation, including also belting out Sweet Caroline in a viral video and chanting USA. Some were spotted wearing patriotic attire. And guys, uh, I'm going to play that video for you right now. And as we can see, there is some hope, at least among sports fans. There's plenty of patriotism. This is what we keep trying to convey to the sports leagues. You're catering to a very minute part of the population, a small part of the population, when people that enjoy sports, by and large, are patriotic. We've tried to say this, especially sports like Major League Baseball, who has turned its back 
on a lot of patriotic Americans, baseball was as American as apple pie. And golf, a lot of fans have taken up golf and following golf because of the patriotism and the fact that those golfers have not lost their mind. They're not a bunch of woke athletes. All these leagues don't understand. They've turned their back on all these kinds of fans right here. We saw it prior to an NHL hockey game, a playoff game, a while back. The entire stadium sung the national anthem. And this is so refreshing to see after all the anti-American sentiment from all of these woke sports players kneeling for the national anthem, disrespecting this country. This is a great this is a great thing to see. It's a great video to see. It's great to hear. And look, we don't always want to bring you the bad on this channel. We do want to bring you some good. And uh, this is some real feel-good stuff. Pro-American, pro-patriotic stuff that we got out of sports fans today. Today, today, woke sports, LeBron James, Colin Kaepernick, people that love China, the entire NBA, you took an L today. And that's good. You need more L's. Roger Goodell looking at you too. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Live fans, let's talk about Andrew Wiggins of the Golden State Warriors. Now, yesterday I put up a video talking about how Andrew Wiggins does not want to get the jab. He has rejected the jab. And we know that San Francisco, where the Warriors actually play, they have a vaccine mandate. And therefore, if Andrew Wiggins does not get the jab, folks, he cannot play Warriors home games. And now, guys, that has really come to full fruition right now. As now, guys, check this out. The NBA denies Andrew Wiggins request for religious exemption to vaccine won't play Warriors home games. Wow. I can't believe this, guys. I mean, this is supposed to be America that we're living in. We're not supposed to be living in communist China. But hey, when you vote for socialists, this is what you get. This is what you get, folks. And the NBA players, they did this to themselves. They did this last year. They got super political and they were wanting you to vote for people that are now trying to restrict your constitutional rights. Unreal. But let's go ahead. Let's read this, guys. The NBA has denied Golden State Warriors player Andrew Wiggins request for a religious exemption so he could bypass a San Francisco coronavirus vaccine requirement for playing inside the team's home arena. As a result, Wiggins will be ineligible to play home games at the Chase Center unless he gets the jab, according to ESPN. Quote, the NBA has reviewed and denied Andrew Wiggins' request for a religious exemption from the San Francisco Department of Public Health's order requiring COVID-19 vaccination 
for all participants age 12 and older at large indoor events, the NBA said in a statement. The San Francisco Department of Public Public Health said Friday that all fans who attend the games and Warriors players are required to be vaccinated. Quote, at large and medium indoor events, all patrons 12 and older must be vaccinated at this time. The department's statement said, according to SFGate, under the current current order, if unvaccinated, they cannot enter indoor arenas, regardless of the reason they are unvaccinated and cannot test out of this requirement, even if they have a medical or religious exemption. This same rule applies to performance and players employed by the by the hosts at large and mega indoor events who are covered by the vaccination requirements of the health order. So San Francisco has went full blown authoritarian right here. No religious exemption whatsoever. You know, even though Andrew Wiggins now has been denied by the NBA, this is insane. Insane. They said they cannot test out of this requirement, even if they have a medical or religious exemption. So Andrew Wiggins is faced with one choice and one choice only. He must get the jab. Now, will he end up now getting a jab, bending the knee to San Francisco and their crazy politicians? Will he bend the knee to the NBA? We will have to see. Now, I did say that he would only do it if he were forced to do it. Now, what does he mean by forced to do it? Because technically, they're not forcing him to get it, but they're making his life a living hell if he does not get the jab from a professional standpoint. Yeah, he can still play for for the Warriors. He can't play home games. And I guess, you know, there's certain road games, too. He probably wouldn't be able to play. But, man, that's why I say, thank God I live in Texas, because we are free. No vaccine passports, no vaccine mandates. But out there in California, the People's Republic of California, you must get the jab, whether you want it or not, to to participate in society, to do your job. This is completely insane, guys. The NBA is requiring coaches, referees, and others affiliated with teams to be vaccinated, with the exception of players. Yeah, because the players' union has said no. We don't want any vaccine mandates whatsoever. But however, San Francisco's vaccine rule doesn't apply to visiting teams. So, guys, what do you think of this? Andrew Wiggins. He's in a pickle now. He's in a tough spot. He has to get the jab if he's going to play home games. And tell you the truth, guys, I don't see San Francisco letting up on this nonsense anytime soon. Because, you know, this is all about authoritarian, authoritarian uh, government over there. And this is all political. And it is what it is out there in San Francisco. So I don't foresee Andrew Wiggins playing for the Golden State Warriors at home games. What would the Warriors actually do with him? I'm not really sure. They can't cut him, I don't think. I don't think the Players Union would actually um, allow that to happen. But man, this is not good. This is not good. The government is dominating everyday life. And now the NBA players are feeling the effect of everything we've been talking about. I'm against vaccine mandates. 
I'm against government overstepping their boundaries. I'm against all of that. But NBA players, you know, these are the kind of politicians they want you to vote for. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and White Live fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Live, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Live. Well, an NFL Hall of Famer has called out the NFL for its greed. And this is all part of the ESPN NFL TV contract. As the NFL and ABC, ESPN, are working their way up to a Super Bowl that ESPN's going to get in this upcoming contract. Speculation is part of the Peyton Manning thing is they're crossing their fingers that they are going to get Peyton Manning in the booth for the Super Bowl, hopefully, whenever they get the Super Bowl. Hopefully for them. But the NFL has made a change. And one of the wild card games is going on Monday night football this year in the playoff schedule. And they're getting called out for being pretty money hungry right now. Okay. But because this could, could very well create a competitive imbalance because of days of rest, particularly at the end of the season when they've already played a full. 17-game, 17-game schedule. They're getting called out, and Tony Dungy, former uh, coach of the Colts, Hall of Famer, has called out the NFL, so has several others, for their greed. Their greed. So they're staring right at Roger Goodell right now. NFL faces criticism for tinkering with wild-card playoff schedule. The NFL announced Friday the upcoming playoffs will feature a wild-card game on Monday night instead of keeping the round exclusively on Saturdays and Sundays. We know we got an extra wildcard team this year. The league touted last season's playoff expansion to include another wildcard team, and this postseason will have two wildcard games on Saturday, three on Sunday, and one on Monday. Quote, the 2020 playoff expansion ensured that two additional wildcard teams, one each in the American and National Football Conferences, Qualify for the playoffs. Number one seed in each conference will receive a bye in the wild card round. The remaining division champions in each conference will be seeded two, three, and four by record, followed by three teams per conference with the best record seeded five, six, seven. Quote The AFC and NFC champion, uh, wild card games will feature the two hosting the seven, the three hosting the six, and the four hosting the five. The wild card round is set to begin January 15th. The league was met with criticism over the decision to include a Monday game on the docket with the winner of the game possibly having only six days of rest to prepare for the divisional round. The league also accused of having money on their mind first over anything. There's one more element in here we haven't talked about. Players' safety and health. Okay, supposedly the league, supposedly Roger Goodell, in light of CTE and other various uh, 
health issues that pop up from football are all in on player safety, except with six days of rest at the end of the year. They're not all in on safety. We now know that's total horse shit. I think we knew it, too. The NFL putting teams playing on Monday night at a competitive disadvantage by having a short week to prepare for next playoff game. What would be behind that decision with a dollar sign for the S from Ben Becker? This guy says, cash rules just flat out. Wouldn't this put whoever wins Monday night wildcard game at a competitive disadvantage for the divisional round because they are on a shorter week? What if they end up playing a team that last played Saturday so they had two extra days? Enter Tony Dungy. The NFL always told me they tried to avoid having teams play on the road Monday night and the following Sunday. They really tried to avoid doing that with the second team coming off a bye. Now we're going to set that up with, the, with that possibility at the most important time. The playoffs. Why? Dollar signs. And Andrew Brandt, super woke, uh, came out and said, there will be a lot of uh, bitching, essentially, about competitive disadvantage playing on Monday Night Football for the next weekend. It's okay. Teams can deal with it. Tony Dungy says, and I will be one of those complaining, it is, in caps, a disadvantage, especially if both games end up being on the road. Look up the amount of times teams have played on the road Monday night then had a Sunday road game. It tell, it tell me the amount of times they won both games. So he's saying it's just about an automatic lose if you got to go on the road the next week. So, at NFL announces it's going to schedule a wild card game on Monday night. Parentheses, $3 signs, effectively meaning the winner will play its 19th game of the season on a short week. Do I have that right? Could the league possibly care about health and safety of players less? Last season, the NFL had three playoff games on Saturday and three on Sunday. Only the division winner with the best record received the bye. And uh, so I guess what happens is we're losing one of the, we may be losing one of them wild card games on Saturday. You know, normally, actually, let's see, we've had what three games, or is it two games? I don't know. Hell, I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's a cl- it's a clear competitive disadvantage. I don't think there's any doubting that. And it also tells you Tony Dungy. Look, has had plenty of conversations like this with the league. I'm sure with Troy Vincent. I'm sure with DeMoris Smith, where are you at, DeMoris Smith? Players Association, uh, right, president? I mean, or or lawyer, or whatever you are, you're not covering your players very well here. I mean, who approved this crap? Well, they approved it. We knew it was coming. Why? Because the NFL wants to put ESPN in a better position to get ratings in that playoff game. This is all part of of television dollars. CTE, Will Smith film, all of that, all the players they've had to pay money to, all involving CTE, Junior Seau, they don't care about any of that crap. The NFL and the owners know they are about to get their pockets lined with an additional Monday night football game. This is all about the bread. 
Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.